Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Data Access Golf. Great to have you. Again, thanks to Josh for the intro. I love that thing. So I've, I've got, I'm sure there's many of you that tune in just for the opening and then, then shut it off. And frankly, um, that hurts my feelings. So anyway, so I, I got another great uh, topic today, I believe. This uh, is a follow-up to a previous podcast when we were talking about practice versus play. And somebody came back and asked me, how do you pick a target? I talked about just picking a target and going with a target. And I think that's a great question. What, how do we pick a, pick a target and how do we do that? I, I think that there's a variety of ways to kind of handle this. I'll just explain how I do it. Everybody, I think, is going to be a little bit uh, different. And people are going to enjoy to do it a little differently. And that's great. But for me, I, uh, I really try to focus on a target. At least let's, let's just start from the T, right? So on the number one T, I will pick a target that is way out beyond anything I could possibly hit. Uh, I found at least in my game, if I pick some sort of a, a intermediate target, you know, say 150 yards out that I want to fly over, somehow or another it gets into my mind that I want the ball to land somewhere close to that. Right, so I don't hit the ball as crisply or as cleanly. But if I pick a target way out there, you know, I mean, sometimes it's mountain peaks or whatever, that seems to signal to my brain, hit it as far as you you want. Hit it as far as you can, because that's a long way, right? So that's the first thing. Pick a target that, that is on the right line. Focus on that target. I picture the ball actually flying towards the target. And um, if I'm patient and really playing well, I'll picture the ball landing somewhere down the fairway and, and moving, um, but again, way down there. I mean, I'm picturing four or 500 yards down where the ball's going to land. And that just seems to get me to really kind of knock it out there, not hold anything back and let it go. Now, I do, um, I do pick an intermediate target on the tee. So I will stand behind the ball and I will pick a target Um, two, three feet in front of the ball in order to just line up the the club face and get something lined up and actually get sort of square to that that point and then square up my shoulders and knees and stance to get everything sort of square. So I do have an intermediate target, but as soon as I feel like my stance and everything is in place, then all focus is on that target way out there, at least off the tee. It's very similar to uh, that the process is very similar to me on a an iron shot, right? Where I will uh, pick an intermediate target where I want the ball to start and kind of go out over. And, and this changes, right? If we're playing a, a sort of a fade or a, a hook into a particular pin position. But so you pick that intermediate target and you line up to it, but then the target becomes whatever it is. So on uh, sometimes it's the pin. Sometimes it has to be the right edge of the green or the left edge of the green or the back of the green. Whatever that is, when you're hitting an approach shot, you, you become very specific of where you want the ball to land. So I'm usually going to pick some, something very specific on the green if I can see the green. So a hump or a mound or a shadow or something, and that's going to be my target. And that just kind of depends on, you know, where it's safest to miss it, you know. So if there's any trouble or whatever, I will pick a a point on the green that's on the opposite side of the trouble and try to hit it there to, to keep, just give me, just, just give me a putt, right? Just give me some kind of a putt at it. So 
that's for me how I pick out targets um, when I'm chipping and, and pitching the ball. I, again, it's a very specific. I don't necessarily really worry about my alignment when I'm chipping and pitching. That just kind of depends on sort of the terrain and how you're feeling right there. I definitely take some practice strokes and, and see where the you know, where the, the club is bottoming out. And I want to make sure that I align the ball up where the club is bottoming out so I don't hit something fat or thin. But once I get all that set up, I pick a spot where I want the ball to land. So if I'm chipping the ball, I want the ball to land and then release. I'm only looking at that spot. I'm not looking at the pin. I don't care about the pin. I, the pin's great for trying to figure out how far it's going to roll out. But, but I pick a spot, a very specific spot. And the more specific I, I can see it, the better I tend to perform. So I really look for something that's, that's, that's quite small, a brown spot on a green, um, a blade of grass, something that's very, very small like that. And then as far as for putting, it's very similar. Um, you go and kind of figure out the line and, and uh, where you want the ball to start. So for me, I, I will take a very good look at, at the hole and try to get a feel of, of how that, what the speed's going to be. But the last thing I do before I putt is I will look at a spot in front of the ball and I just want the ball to go over that spot. Now, again, this isn't going to work for everyone and I'll, I'll kind of give you a story behind it, but there are times when, um, a la Jordan Spieth, I will look at the hole. And, but there, it's situational. And there are times when I look at the spot I want the ball to go over. And I don't, I don't think in my head consciously ever about the speed. I don't think that that's helpful. Um, it's not, I, I get really frustrated in scramble tournaments when somebody tells me, hey, it's a little uphill. It's kind of like, look, I'm not an idiot, right? I don't need to be told. I, I walked it. I felt it. I know that it's uphill and, 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 you know, you slice the ball, so I don't want to watch you putt and, and, and you have a looping putting stroke, so I don't want to watch you putt. You know, I've got my own thing here. So when you get into a scramble, that was harsh, wasn't it? I'm sorry. I, I'm not invited to many scrambles anymore. I guess we know why, but anyhow, so the, the point of this is I, I pick out a, a very, a very specific spot and I like to see the ball roll over that spot, especially on a sort of a longer putt. I think a lot of us don't start the ball out where we think we are. And again, going back to just my experience with, uh, with scrambles, you know, you'll, you'll kind of read a putt and say, hey, everybody yeah, it needs to go here. And then, you know, we'll pick out some kind of a spot up by the hole. And then inevitably, every putt doesn't come anywhere near starting by the hole. But I have found if I take the players that I'm with and I pick a, a spot, maybe I get behind and we read the putt and I pick a spot about a foot in front of the ball, and I say, make the ball go over that spot, that they can do. That's easy. Um, and, then, and then we seem to have much more success. So a little, little scramble tip for you. If you're working with, with folks that aren't very good and very comfortable playing golf, if you give them a spot about you know six inches in front of the ball, then they can kind of get that across. If you have to talk to them about uphill and downhill, you're probably not gonna have a very good day anyway. But at least if they can start the ball, the ball on the right path, right, then you've got a chance of that ball going in, even if it's going, you know, 10 miles an hour as it approaches the hole, right? Might hit the back, bounce up and go in. So those are kind of the things how I, I practice. Now I found for me, and I would definitely mess with this, and this goes back to uh, my first experience at Extraordinary Golf School. 
and again, it was a pretty funny one. We were all out on the, on the, Fred is amazing in that he brings you down to earth pretty quickly, right? So we were out on the putting green and we were putting and Fred was kind of going around discussing to, with everybody about their putting stroke. And he eventually got to me and I had been putting and there are these, these Nike range balls and I had been putting, there was too many people. So I'd just been putting to like a, like a T, you know, I'd been putting to a T and and he's like, so what's your target? And I'm like, oh, it's that T. And Fred goes, no, it's not. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. That T is my target. And he's like, no, it's not. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, and he's like, if that was your target, you would have hit it by now. Which, okay, fair enough. I hadn't hit the T, at least while he had been watching. And just between us kids, I had never hit it. But that's, uh, so I, I, I got it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he's like, really make that your target. And so I did. I really started to focus on the tee and boom. And then I, I hit the tee. And then he picks out a ball and, and he was telling me to look at the tee. Look, if that's your target, then look at the tee. And so I struck the ball and hit the tee. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. And then he said, there's a ball over there. See the little Nike swoosh on it. Hit that ball. I looked at the ball, looked at the swoosh, putted, hit the ball. And so then we went around and I started hitting everything I was looking at. So I, I left the school, got back home and was, you know, within a week, right? I'm putting horribly again. And I realized, okay, wait, wait, what's my target? Am I really focusing on a target? Am I looking at the hole? Am I finding something interesting about the hole? Am I picking a spot? Am I doing whatever? So I started doing that. Um, I, at first, I just started picking a spot at the back of the cup, right? That was my target. And, lo and I was looking at the hole. So this was probably, what, this is back in, I can't even remember. It was a long time ago, 10 years ago. I've been working with Fred. So somewhere around there a decade ago, I started looking at the hole and started making everything. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is brilliant. This is fantastic. Some things kind of came into my, I started swaying and, you know, there's a lot of things that could go wrong in the putting stroke and we'll talk about that. But I started swaying and, and it, but if I keep my head down, I can see if I'm swaying. So I worked some things, so I'd get away from it, but I'd always come back to it. So my strategy now, I'll just kind of tell you, if it's a long putt, I pick a spot and I look down and just kind of let it go. I don't look at the hole. But if it's a putt that I, like if it's a putt for birdie and I want to make it, say it's within like, you know, a 10, 15 footer and I want to make it, then I will putt looking at the hole. The problem is I tend to, when I look at the hole, I tend to hit things a little harder than I do when I'm just sort of in the moment and looking down at a spot, right? But I never look at the ball when I'm putting. I, I, I never see, I never look at the ball when I putt. So that's, I know that there's some people that really look at the ball, um, there's some drills and stuff that are in Fred Shoemaker's book that talk about seeing the aftershadow of the ball. And I've done all that and I love all that. It's just, a, that's a way to kind of practice to make sure that you're not up in your head, that you're, you're out and you're present to what's going on around you. But for me, if I pick a spot and then I just kind of anxiously watch to see where the ball goes over that spot, if it's to the right or to the left, then I can accurately see how well I read the green. Right. If I put the right speed on it and it hits the and it hits my spot, but it doesn't go in, then I can just say, oh, it was a bad read. But it was a great putt. I know that's instant feedback. It gets back to this sort of instant feedback. I know if I put a good putt on that ball or not, if it went over the, the spot for me. So if it goes over the spot for me, that's a that's total success. My putting stroke's solid. 
I know where my face is. My face interacted with the ball and the ball went over the spot that I picked. So that was a good stroke. I put it exactly where I wanted to. Now I may miss it left or right. And then if it's short, I know my speed was a little off. If it was long, my speed was a little off. If I missed it too high right and too far left and my speed was on, then I know I made a bad read. So it's a way to sort of kind of remove enough variables where you can get the most out of your putting stroke because you're getting accurate feedback. And that's what we need to learn and, and, and grow and get better. So I would recommend picking a spot, trying to get the ball over that spot, and then kind of backtracking and saying, okay, that was a good putt. It went over the spot, that was a good putt, or that was off the face right, off the face left. And then working on that, go to the putting green and work putting over a spot in front of your ball just to make sure that the face is square when it hits the ball and you're sending the ball on the intended path. We need to get that right. If we are not starting the ball off on the intended path right from the get-go, then we have, if we start making putts, it's just because we're lucky. We've gotten lucky that day and we happen to be reading so improperly that it matches up with our improper stroke and we happen to make a few putts that day. We don't want that. We want to be putting where we know where it's going along our intended, tar intended target and then being able to use that to back out as much data as we possibly can so we can get better. So putt over a spot, see if it's left or right, work on getting it over that spot, and then we can see if it's fast, slow, if it's left or right, whether I read the putt improperly or not, we've got all that information that then becomes accurate and helpful to help us get better. Okay, final thing on target. I kind of brought it up earlier. I mentioned off a drive, if I pick, up, if I pick a spot short of where I can actually drive it, I start hitting shorter, right? Because the mind doesn't work, and you've heard everybody talk about this, but the mind does not work in... Uh, the way we think it should, right? If I say, I want the ball to go over that spot, oh, it just spot, right? I mean, that's it here's spot, it's very simple. I want to avoid the water on the right, it just here's water right, right? So we need to stay away from seeing trouble and, and I think we can acknowledge trouble. Okay, there's water, there's water. Oh, okay, there's OB and there's sand trap. But then we pick a target that's in the safe middle and that becomes it. That's all we think about is the target. We don't think about, we recognize the trouble, but we don't pay, we don't pay much focus or, or attention or thought to the trouble because then our body just hears trouble. We look at the target, we picture a, a, a nice shot going towards the target and that's it. And that's how you pick your target and that's how you avoid the trouble. So hopefully that's helpful. I appreciate the, the question, that's how I pick a target. Hopefully that's helpful to all of you. I know it will help in your putting game for sure. I know it will help you in your full game as well. Again, it's just about getting us into a position where we can get accurate data back and learn from it as quickly as possible. So data access golf is about ra rapid golf improvement, excuse me, and with better data comes better golf. So thank you. For this podcast, we'll check you on the next time. Until then, let's go hit those links. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.